what's going on? Greetings and a good day, and welcome to the latest edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service, and we're here talking, of course, about your now very active Toronto Blue Jays. Not active on the free agent market as much. Of course, they did sign uh, Curtis Grameson. We talked about that last week. No, the Blue Jays are active. They're making trades. Making trades and uh, bolstering the lineup, not only now, but into the future. So we're going to talk about that, uh, and, and we'll, as we do, we'll talk about so much more. And, and joining me, as always... Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I am uh, surprisingly sober for one of these. It's been a while. I've been sober since we started uh, at the start of one. But, uh, you know, give me an hour. We'll see how that goes. Well, usually we banter and shoot the shit beforehand. For a long, uh, uh, an unusually long time. Just a couple guys enjoying each other's company, you know? Just having a nice Skype chat like you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think that allows for a little bit more of like the, uh, the pre-gaming. Well, it gets yeah, you more so, into the mood. So, so do my trips to the bar in the hours before we go online. Uh, that certainly doesn't hurt. <laughs> which did not occur today. So hence the uh, hence slightly less slurring of the words. That's because there's no nothing on no soccer on TV, right? I mean, I got all these games to catch up on. Uh, oh, right. On future plucky podcast sponsor, um, whatever they call this thing, the zone. Yeah, I had a, I saw a sponsored uh, tweet in my timeline from the zone. It was interesting. I can't even remember what it was, but it might have been golf. Get in there, watch Tiger on the zone. Uh, we're not doing free advertising for them. We're doing pro- pre-advertising for them. When we're ready to take their money, they'll offer it up. Uh, we're at, we're, we are uh, happy to take the money of our devoted listeners uh, who uh, support us. And as we see uh, time and again, it feels like every time we do one of these, there's been another round of layoffs or another yeah. uh, this shop has been shut down or this shop is, is closing out. And uh, so, of course, we... Uh, it's a small two-person operation, Stoughton and I, uh, and it is powered by our listeners, by you, uh, on a, at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash birds all day. Thank you to everyone, the heroes, as we say, who have, uh, who have contributed to our campaign, who have, who have uh, shot us a couple bucks a month, which you can do, of course, by heading over there and, uh, and signing up and, and keeping, us, uh, keeping us going, keeping us living in the style to which we have grown accustomed and keeping us on a solid schedule. And, of course, if you are a Patreon member you get access to super bad which is our patreon exclusive segment that we do every week and sometimes it stretches into basically an entire other episode um which is not to say that it's fat this is lean and mean it's lean and mean just pure pure content straight to you uh and if your name is rob and you're having a hard time accessing the super bad content so why don't you tell all of our listeners including the ones who live in northern new jersey where they can find uh, the Superbad if they are a Patreon member. Oh, well, it, it, the Superbad is if you go to patreon.com slash birds all day, you should see it if you're a Patreon member when you're signed in to the Patreon page. Uh, it should be unlocked for you. Uh, top right-hand corner, there should be uh, a spot where you can copy and paste a link to put into your into your Apple Podcast app or your Google Play or whatever it is that you use to listen to podcasts, and then it will come up as its own little feed. Uh, just like the big show, um, and that that should be that should be all it takes. That really should be all it takes. But also, being heroes that you are, uh, 
shoot us a message on Patreon if you uh, if you need a hand because uh, you know we're doing that <laughs> we're doing that show anyway. And the number of people who listen, uh, you know, who are our Patreon subscribers, here it was that they are. You know, we're not doing it for a ton of people. So uh, the more people who we can get to listen to it, the better. We're, uh, we're happy there you to go. have you listen, yeah. And I'm sure that if, if, uh, if someone uh, like Rob is having, was having a hard time tracking them down, I'm sure he's not alone. So if you're listening to this and you are a Patreon subscriber and you want to figure out how to get there, uh, there, how to find them, there you go. Or again, as Stoughton says, shoot us a message on Patreon or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash birdsallday, where you can go and uh, and, and banter a little about uh, there on, uh, on Zuckerberg's Paradise. And of course, uh, on iTunes is that's where is the main place where most people get their podcasts. Um, so you can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and you get it straight away whenever it goes up. If it's Friday morning, Thursday night, Friday afternoon, whenever it might be, whenever it might appear. <laughs> You're ready for it, yeah. Uh, and thank you, thank you to to my friend Rob for uh, for speaking up to ensure that that he got it because he didn't have to do that, but he did. So I hope that I hope we're able to help. Speaking of hoping that they're able to help, Randall Gritcher is now a Blue Jay. Um, there's a lot to like about this deal. Number one, I think the price for what you're getting relatively low if you're the Blue Jays. They gave up a, a promising pitching prospect, kind of a p- bit of a post-hype pitching prospect, but prospect all the same, big-armed goon by the name of uh, Connor Green. And they gave up uh, star reliever Dominic Leone. Mm-hmm. Star reliever? Competent he a, reliever. He had a very nice season. He had a very nice season. He did, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you don't take this trade uh, you know, nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah. Position player for... For a reliever, yeah. I mean, it depends a little bit about what you think of Connor Green. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, over the years, you just you get the sense that uh, maybe they don't think that much of him. I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a very previous regime-ish kind of guy where it's like, oh, man, look at these big tools. Or, you know, I guess in his sense, just the, <laughs> just the fastball, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And... You know that was a lot of that was a lot of all of what they were doing. You know, I uh, I don't want to be too glib about it or or, or don't not give them enough credit, but uh, it has seemed that the the new guys are a little more attuned to who are people we can actually you know work with, mold into the shape that they that that can that can make them the most productive players for our team. And I I I know that that's not black and white. I know that the Blue Jays previously weren't just just fucking around out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But this maybe seems like a guy who uh, just w- was was not w- was not of the mold, and and you don't hear I don't hear a lot about Green like in the background, and I you hear good things, but you don't you just never got a great vibe about what people maybe think about him uh, behind the scenes or what whether he's actually going to be able to turn this gift of an arm that he has into you know production as a as a big league player i think and, and maybe it's just the fucking hollywood shit right maybe it's just teams are like well if if you're not if you're not entirely committed to baseball uh what the hell are you doing out there or even if the perception is that yeah. you're not entirely committed to baseball whether or not that's true and, and i i, I don't yeah i don't know how least. much that is yeah exactly but i think it's funny because the 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 fears on the blue jay side um, other than the loss of the kind of steady presence of uh, Leon in the bullpen, is that 
green turns into something, mm-hmm. right? If you are trading green, you worry that he, he does put it all together and figure it out and, 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 and translate that big arm and strength and velocity, whatever, into results. And if you are the St. Louis Cardinals and you're trading away Randall Gritchick, those you have the identical fear, right? That's the big fear is that there's this guy who's very athletic, who could play the all three outfield positions, obviously maybe the corners with a bit more competence than the, outside, uh, than the uh, than center field, a guy who can uh, hit the ball over the fence uh, and has done so with a plum. Uh, but you're still worried that he's ever going to put it all together or that he is nothing more than what he's shown. But then if somehow uh, the Blue Jays are able to coax more steady performance out of him, um, then you end up with like egg on your face. I mean, the Cardinals in the past have an absolutely stellar, well, in terms of player development, there's nobody who can match up with them, frankly. But at the same time, things are a little bit different in St. Louis now. And, and, and if you're the Blue Jays, it looks as though the current regime has a type that they like. And as I kind of said on Twitter at the time, I like the idea of believing in your player development. And if that's the Cardinals had their way of, of turning high contact line drive hitters into a, a production or an assembly line of, of, of runs and run and line drives. But if you're the Blue Jays, if you, if you say we're going to start with this archetype and we think we can make more, you know, complete players out of them because, you know, with Grichuk, you're basically getting the same guy that you got from Houston in the Francisco Liriano trade, mm-hmm. right? Although one with a bit more of a big league track record. But I, I, I could think of a worse way. I could think of many worse ways in terms of the tools and the, the profile upon which to build and with the target of building a productive big league hitter than guys with lots of speed, guys with lots of talent, guys with lots of power. Um, that's attractive. It's intoxicating that mix of, of skills and talent. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely what's gone on here. And also that it's, I mean, it's interesting having listened to Rod Sackins and talked to him actually a little bit about about this kind of stuff. It It's just, it's two organizations. It's, it, talking about how teams are not lining up on deals uh, this year because they all value players in such a similar way. Uh, perhaps because so many of them came from the fucking Cleveland organization. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so many guys at the, the, you know, in the head chairs, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what this must be. Right. I mean, that's clearly what this is. This is, this is the Cardinals are saying, you know, they, uh, they see too, that Gritchick could be, uh, could come back to, to bite them. And I'm sure the Blue Jays do the same way with both Green and Leon. I mean, I, we don't want to sleep too much on Leon cause he, you know, he was found money. Yes. But, uh, had a nice season, you know, a couple of years back with Seattle and then was in the wilderness and then had a really nice season with the Jays. Like he could be a decent reliever. He had his, his velocity go up. So if it doesn't drop back down, then maybe, uh, maybe he really is something, something good. I, I, like you said, you know, he'd make this deal all the time. I think if you're the Jays, especially if you think you have guys floating around who can do the same and Leon wasn't, you know, he was, he wasn't knocking on the door to steal Robert Roberto or soon job or anything, but this is just guy this is just the Jays are like, Oh, we, we think that Gritchick can can get better, and maybe our guys aren't going to provide as much value. And, and the Cardinals thinking the opposite, right? It's uh, they're just both making bets, and and this sort of these pieces lined up in such a way that uh, both sides were comfortable making that bet. Uh, absolutely, and I. Gritchick has had some interesting. There were some obviously lots of interviews. He did a kind of round of press. 
after the trade, and he's saying all the right things, talking about training his eyes and and setting up the pitching machine on random, and then just standing in the box and watching and trying to pick up on on what's coming and and trying to um, you know just kind of make himself a more discerning mm-hmm. hitter. And of course, that's encouraging <laughs> to hear. It, it is, but I mean, it, it is especially when it's someone fresh to the organization. You know, if we heard that for the fourth straight year from Kevin Pillar, we all roll our eyes and are like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And I think mm-hmm. Cardinals fans would probably have a similar thing. It's like, it's not like it's been a secret that plate discipline has been an issue for him. No, it's true. But, and then you see his comments, of course, speaking about the challenges of getting into the lineup. Call the, the Cardinals have had a bit of a glut of outfielders um, going for the last few years. Um, with uh, you know, they they made some trades this winter, but you know the the line. What was his line? Oh, uh, Grichik was was talking about the the outfielders kind of jockeying for a position and saying, but very much like young player stuff. Like there were a lot of times when me and my fellow outfielders kind of felt if we were in the lineup, we you've got to get two hits or a hit and a walk to be in there the next day. Which of course that kind of uncertainty. Um, can uh, play on the mind and maybe make you go up there looking for looking to hack, take some hacks or, or whatever. I don't know. It's well, but, you, uh, you, we roll our eyes a bit about that, but you know that is the same thing that Justice Smoke was saying too, right? About the uncertainty. I think you know when Colabella was ahead of him when he was not getting into the into the team in 2016 as much as he maybe would have liked, uh, and that really he seemed to genuinely believe that 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 playing every day. Uh, knowing that he had that kind of role would help him. And so, and the Jays kind of, I think they walked it back maybe a little bit, but in the introductory press conference, Atkins, I think was saying, you know, 700 blade appearances, like he's going to be out there a lot. And then was like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not, but, uh, uh, but maybe that's something that they really believe in because I mean, smoke is obviously the guy who you look to, I mean, smoke walks certainly more than Grichik does. So uh, that it's, it's not quite an apples to apples comparison, but he's a guy where you look at it and think, and maybe the Jays do too. Hey, we've had some success helping this guy, uh, you know, turn some of that power into enough power and a little more contact to make him just that much more of a complete hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all you can ever hope for. And right? between Jasper uh, Hernandez and now Grichik, um, you've got again, you've just got options. And the, the idea of raising the floor—I don't know. This necessarily raises the floor. It just seems to me between. Hernandez and Grichuk and hopefully Anthony Alford. It's like they're just really hoping that someone just comes along and takes Kevin Pillar's job, right? Like just takes it right away, right from underneath him, um, well, just by playing better, right? Like well, without. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if Grichuk wasn't enough, this uh, Christian Yelich trade, you know, obviously they were very serious about bringing in another outfielder. It's, uh, I don't think it's too difficult to figure out who the odd man out is. I mean, the, Ezekiel Carrera is already going to have difficulty getting played appearances, but yeah, I think Yelich would have been uh, would have been taking a lot of plate appearances from Kevin Pillar uh, because, you know, the Blue Jays should be looking to improve on Kevin Pillar, even though, you know, he is an everyday guy. He is a guy who does enough with the glove that uh, that you can't say that he's not worth playing every day. I mean, there's there's something there, but also the Statcast stuff last year certainly didn't like him, and and he's a guy who I think yeah the they've got to be hoping uh, 
somebody just <laughs> forces their hand and is like, hey, Kevin, you're going to have to take a seat. You also maybe want to, I mean, Pilar just turned 29, and now he's been banging around on that turf for, uh, you know, 550 games. Maybe the injury risk uh, increases. Now, uh, with Kevin Pilar, not and, and, and if you're the Blue Jays and you start the season with, with your everyday center fielder for the last three years being your everyday center fielder, not the end of the world, right? Again, because he is, as you said, he is an everyday player. Um. There are, there are holes in his game, and there are, there are times that he does leave you wanting more. But uh, he's an everyday player. But is he ever, and he's been an everyday player on a, good, on a good team. But that doesn't mean that there's no opportunity to upgrade him. And you mentioned Christian Yelich, who would represent a tremendous upgrade on most any outfielder. Because um, Christian Yelich is really good. Maybe not an everyday center fielder in the big leagues, but he is... Uh, He's really great, and he was traded today, Thursday, when we record this, traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for a, a, a haul, a prospect haul that I initially scoffed at. So I was not online, and I checked my phone, and I saw a message or a mention from somebody being like, oh, your two wonderful sons are together, Christian Yelich and, and Eric Thames. And I was like, oh, Yelich got traded to the Brewers. And I was, like, making dinner and things. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, first, I was like, damn it. That's <laughs> shit. And then I started yeah. kind of putting together a package in my head. I'm like, okay, who is Miami going to want out of that? And my na- and no, I was like, okay, well, they'll want Lewis Brinson. Um, and then that made me even matter Because my first, like, snap judgment of Lewis Brinson is not necessarily, like, super positive. He's been traded twice now. Um, you know, he's, I mean, whether that makes him, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Um, I don't know that he, he made a great splash, um, in, well, he did not make a great splash in his first cup of coffee in the big leagues. There's no way to, there's no reason to base, you know, any, anything on that. But I would start, then I start doing the math in my head. Like, well, if they got Brunson for him and then I only saw one other name, I'm like, really two prospects the, they they gave Yellows up for two prospects. The group grew um, and ended up being uh, uh, Lewis Brinson, Monty Harrison, uh, Isan Diaz, and Jordan Yamamoto. And uh, some, it was Keith Law was actually like the Marlins finally got one right. They did really well here. Uh, Diaz is really attractive. Yamamoto is like a bit of a command and control right-hander, I think was the way that he described him. But Brinson, I think I was low on Brinson. It's like, oh, yeah, he's like a top 40 or 50 prospect. He's been you know, one of the uh, top prospects for however many years in a row. Yeah, Baseball but America I, it, had him at, at 18 on their new list. Really? See, yeah. that's really good. I mean, you look at, and he, he's got that, he's got a similar profile. He's got lots of power. Um, he's a great, lots of run, um, a great fielder as well. And they've, they've, uh, Fangraphs has him, Fangraphs has him at 16. Uh, or had him at 16 last year with a future value of 60. So, like, that's, he's an above average player um, in terms of his, his uh, projection, his scouting report. In my mind, I'm like, well, he still like that's you could get that done with Anthony Alford because mm-hmm. he's a similar player to that. Now, that's probably not true. I don't think that Anthony Alford is not anywhere nearly as highly regarded as Brinson. His tools probably don't grade out at the same level as Brinson's. And then the rest of the package, um, the Brewers paid a decent price to get Christian Yelich. Um, of course, they get a really fucking good player in return. So who cares what they paid? Lewis Brinson, nice player as he is, the chances of him being as good as Yelich, 
when the, when the Brewers need him to be, not great. Not real great at all. So if you're the, so to bring it back to the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. what would a Blue Jay... So the, the, the deal was the Marlins wanted Vlad Guerrero Jr. And the Blue Jays said no. Quite rightly. I think so, yeah. Lewis Brinson is a nice player. He's a nice prospect. And like we said, we, we quibbled. And he's in the teens or the 20s or the 30s or the 40s. Um, he's not two or one. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's also 23. He's not 19. Like, yeah. fuck. And not, not only, you know, I, I mentioned this in a piece this week. You know, it's not just two or one. I think uh, one, of, one of the guys from one of the sites uh, said uh, Eloy... Uh, Jimenez, 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 yeah. Jimenez, whatever. Uh, well, not whatever. What's the man's name? But uh, that they would put him. I think he was four for Baseball America, and they said that he, at this age, at this time, is better than last year's number one, Ben Attendi. So mm-hmm. Vlad being uh, Vlad being out two or a three or whatever it is, uh, that uh, it, it it in other years would be a surefire number one. Like I mean, it's uh, yeah. He, he's considerably more valuable than Brinson and the Jays. I think we're right to say no, but the the but to that obviously, and I'm sure is where you were going is what about Bo Bichette and what about Alfred plus whatever? Yeah, so I guess that that becomes the question: Could you build if you're the Blue Jays and you under or you have a sense of what the Marlins have on the table? Is there a, is there a comparable package that you were able to build? I don't know that there is. It, I mean, if the if the idea was, no, either Vlad or we're not doing it, we're taking the Brewers' offer. It sounds to me like there wasn't, right? I mean, what mm-hmm. what what could the Jays do if you can't if it has to go to that level? Like, if you can't beat the Brewers with everybody but Vlad, then you know. So, I, but but also that's interesting uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, it it just it depends, I guess, on the internal evaluations of uh, of the teams about the different players. Like maybe some teams are still light on Bichette, even though uh, all the public uh, what is what does Atkins keep calling the the uh, the objective services seem to have, are are really really high on him. Uh, you know, a lot of teams passed on Bichette. A lot of teams thought he was you know probably going to go to college. So that was maybe part of it, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting where the internal evaluations might go on that, and that's where the Alfred thing comes in as well. Um, maybe the Brewers just don't like Al- like Alfred's pretty comparable to Brinson. He's behind him, but I mean, I think most if if he'd been, I mean, this is a the, the, if you can't put on it, but if he'd been healthy uh, and didn't you know get pressed into the big leagues and had just had a regular Anthony Alfred season with some health that uh, you know a double and triple A. Mm-hmm. How different than Brinson does he look? I don't know. Brinson put some pretty big numbers up in the minor leagues. Um, you know, his first shot at Double A, he put up some huge numbers. Um, put up huge numbers in his, you know, kind of first. He started twenty fifteen in High A, which is not the same. Right, that's the California League, I think, not Florida State. Mm-hmm. But still, like a one seventy seven weighted runs created plus. Uh, and then in Double A, which was again, it's a different kind of side of the country. But uh, uh, Brinson raked right, and he was the he was kind of the centerpiece in um, in which trade? Well, he was in, in the, the, the Lucroy trade. He was in the Lucroy trade, right? So he was the centerpiece of the Lucroy trade. There were a couple other guys in there, yeah. but uh, 
but uh, you know he, he's a player. So so whether or not Alfred again maybe on maybe on tools maybe on on just like raw tools you can get you can put your head to where Alfred and Brinson are on the same level. But then you got to you start to fill it in right, and you got to get find uh, you know some of the other players that were that went on Fangraphs. They they uh, have Harrison as the number three prospect in the Brewers system. Um, Diaz was number six. So again, these are these are like legit prospects these aren't farmhands or guys as however you want to you want to classify them of course the brewers the brewers weren't finished breaking blue jay fans hearts first they go and then they acquire christian yelich and then they took uh made the biggest free agent signing of the offseason so far signing lorenzo kane to a five-year 80 million dollar team of course uh, deal of course kane was um uh, drafted by the brewers was he not? Yeah, I believe so. He was at the Grinke yeah, and, and he went to yeah, he went to Kansas City in the Grinky trade. Absolutely. Um, and of course, Lorenzo Cain's story is really interesting. He was not much of a baseball player in high school, and just sort of uh, happened into it. And, and the Brewers did well to draft him and develop him and turn him into a heck of a player and a valuable trade chip that they got for Grinky, who who pitched so well for them. But uh, so that means Lorenzo Cain's not going to be a Blue Jay, is he? No. And I, I, you know, did we? How much did we really think that he was? Uh, well, guess, it, he would have. He sure would have looked nice here. I, I, I'm trying to force myself not to be like, don't be disappointed, or you know, it, because yeah, these are two big pieces that would have looked really good here, and, and that have gone mm-hmm. to a team that, uh, you know, someone was trying to drag me on Twitter about. Uh, you know, saying that the Brewers' window is more open than the Blue Jays is right now because the Brewers apparently uh, project well below what the Blue Jays do in terms of you know even once you add Yelich and Kane in, uh, mm-hmm. but they're they're sort of on the opening of a win curve, uh, you know, a championship window kind of thing. I mean, championship is a bit uh, a bit of a stretch, maybe even still, uh, but you know they're not a team that looks at 2019 and is like, are we going to be like, why do we even have these guys around? We just lost Josh mm-hmm. Donaldson. We we have to pay Troy Tulowitzki two more years, three more years. We have to, you know, Russell Martin is still here for twenty million dollars. Uh, you know, it's uh, the it, the Blue Jays situation is what it is. It'll be interesting to see how it develops and how they keep adding to it. But uh, but for me, you know, when you're the Brewers and you have sort of a clear clear fairly clear payroll even though their payroll can't go as high as the jays it was at 100 million a couple years ago and and i think right now they have about uh, i don't think that this includes kane but they were in, you know in the 60s so they're you know that can go mm-hmm. up they can uh you know they have themes they have a lot of nice pieces they have a bunch of they have a bunch of outfielders now um mm-hmm. and uh you know they're still they're still out there with a, with well i was going to say a soft market for guys but with, based on the numbers that can got you know the markets may be a little stronger than people think like that's the that's basically the dexter fowler contract even though kane is a year older uh, no you're absolutely right i, I think that but uh, maybe... i think it's it's a good spot for the brewers to start to just keep adding talent i think they're not in they don't have that uncertainty hanging over them that the blue jays do and that's maybe why it's easier for them to be like yeah blow up the system a bit and i think they had probably perhaps a stronger system to begin with i'm not sure if that's true but Maybe a little more depth. I don't. The Jays I don't are quite think that's top heavy, right? So. Yeah, no. But the Jays are top heavy. But I think that that still counts. And somebody, I don't remember who it was. They they did maybe the uh, kind of like a weighted evaluation sort of thing in terms of future value of the of the system as a whole or the top ten or whatever it was. And the Jays were third, 
right? Having two players on Baseball America's top 10, <laughs> that counts for a lot, right? Like that, that's a lot of future value, even if it is tied up to those two guys. And that way, if, the, if one of them busts or whatever, that you really take a hit. But you shut your you mouth. Want, you want to talk about like safety, though. Again, these are, these are, these are bats. These are, these are, you know, there's a lot more safety in, in, in strong, very strong bat control, strike zone controlling hitting prospects than almost anything else. Like the chances of them busting out or, you know, totally fizzing out or fizzling out is way lower than any other role, any other Mm -hmm. job. But, um, you know, I saw some folks talking, actually it was, um, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Petrillo from, uh, from MLB saying that before these moves, the, Brewers projected at only 76 or 77 wins. Um, now they've added four, five, six wins, seven wins even, if you want to get aggressive in terms of what you can expect from both Yelich and Kane, uh, which doesn't quite get them all the way there, but it gets them a lot closer. And uh, and, and they won and they won 86 games last year. So they won 86 games last year. Baseball Prospectus had them projected as an 81-win team, and again, now they've added five, six, seven wins. Um, they're, and they're, but they're still probably going to, there's a lot of thought that they're going to make another move. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Sullivan wrote for Fangraphs just now that he, the piece is called The Brewers Are Here. And it's, it mentions that they could still go and pursue you, you Darvish or Jake Arrieta. Those are guys that they've been, they've been uh, connected to. And uh, I don't know that the Jays are in the position to make that kind of a move. I no. think to kind of bring it back where, where the Jays aren't going to be connected to those kind of players. The Jays don't have um you know the 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 brewers as we've mentioned are are not as not as old for one thing and they have a bit more flexibility and their pitching staff is definitely not as good but definitely younger and, and as you said they won 86 games so good for them um i think the real another strong takeaway something that you mentioned too was that the market just because it's slow moving doesn't necessarily mean that it is soft uh that Maybe we need to adjust our our expectations in terms of the timing of of when things start to happen, because uh, Lorenzo Cain was, in terms of the fans, you know, on Fangraphs, the fans sort of make their bets and make their guesses in terms of what they think the players are going to get. And Cain was at four sixty two, and uh, Dave Cameron, former editor of Fangraphs, current San Diego Padres employee. He had four sixty two for four or four sixty for Kane as well. And he got five eighty. Like there's lots of money out there. Hopefully, you know, we're gonna see more and more guys get it. But you know, Kane was among the top two or three free agents and he got paid. He got paid and he got mm-hmm. he got what he and his agent probably thought that he was worth. And that's um that's great to see for the players. For the for the team, if you're the Jays, if you were like you and I or, or whomever else we thought Okay, well, maybe if the market sags and the, you can run in there and grab him on a three-year deal, it's probably not going to happen, right? They're, everyone is, is, is playing. They're all playing the same game, and they're all kind of slow rolling a little bit. But maybe uh, you know, maybe we'll start to see the markets um, unravel a little bit. Maybe the Cardinals will be motivated to make a couple moves now, and that will open everything up for everyone else. Maybe, hopefully. And, I mean, it seems to be that, you know, the guys who the soft market is for are, are you know, Curtis Granderson gets one year, $5 million. Uh, Austin Jackson got, what was that, two years, $6 million? Yeah. Which, that, I mean, you wouldn't want to pay him too much more than that. but Wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would, I would have to take a closer look. But, uh, but you know, even speaking I think about that Granderson, you should. should I pay Austin Jackson more than that? Well, apparently I don't have to. 
I think you should pay. He signed with the Giants. Um, he was a two-win player last year in 85 games. Believe it or don't, I get that. I mean, the, the, there was probably a lot of batted ball luck at play there. It would definitely, no one's going to accuse you of uh, telling tales out of school if you said uh, his 385 batting on average on balls in play is unsustainable. But he's a high Babbitt guy. He always has been. The uh, We're talking about Austin Jackson again. Um, you know, hit the ball reasonably hard. He's a good player. He got nothing. Right? Yeah. Like that's, no. I mean, well, that's not a lot of money. Jesus. He, he at least didn't have to concoct a story about uh, getting his eyes checked to try to kickstart his market. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. So there's going to be lots of guys like him left at the end. So, yeah, and maybe the thing about the soft market, well, you jest about Jose Bautista saying like, oh, shit, I'm blind. I need to get my eyes fixed. And, and maybe that's true. And, and he's, he's looking at, I mean, well, if, if Adam, Alan Craig got a minor league deal with an invite to, to camp, Bautista's got to do better than that, right? Yeah, you'd think so. You hope so, but I mean, there's a, there's a point where I mean, like this Jackson deal, even the even the Granderson deal, like they're so small that you, know, you can you can walk away pretty easily. It's not quite as bad as a, you know as as cheap as a minor league deal, but uh, there's nothing really holding you back from treating it kind of in a similar way, just giving the guy a roster spot until he proves that he he can't hack it. So yeah, maybe there's a big league deal out there for somebody like that. Um, I think that the the market is soft for players who are shitty. And if, if ever there was a, these players are being evaluated the same, all being evaluated the same, it's you're seeing it in like the Mike Moustakas and Eric Hosmer types. Like you Darvish is going to get his money. He's going to get $30 million a year. There's no doubt of, about that. Arietta will get a little bit less, but he'll get more than like what Jordan Zimmerman got, you know, and in, in, if you adjust for inflation or, or uh, or I'm trying to think of another comparable. Like he'll get more or close to what probably more than what Samarja got. Like he's going to get his money. But it, it's it's guys like Hosmer that are like you're not going to get your you're not going to get that money because you're shitty. And Mike Mustak is <laughs> you're shitty too. Dog shit. The only good Royals player is now off the market. The shitty ones are left. And they also signed Ryan Goins to a minor league deal, Kansas City Royals. Shout out to Ryan Goins. Man was on the field. He's the first guy that saunters into the shot after the bat flip, after the bat lands. Who walks into on the screen? Ryan Goins. Never forget. Yeah, kind of awesome. Good for him. Great Blue Jay. Great Blue Jay. I hope he gets a, a well, that <laughs> Royals team is going to be super shitty, so he, hopefully he'll be able to get a job at it. Great Blue Jay. Better, um, better Royal. Better Royal. Oh, he, he was definitely looking like a Royal, every, every bit of Royal in 2015. Oh. Oh, that's not nice. That's not a nice thing to say. Um, you mentioned Jose Bautista's eyeballs. He was not among the list of the minor league free agents that have been invited to camp. No. <laughs> no. But the, even if the market is slow developing and late developing, it's guys like Bautista are the ones who are going to get so left behind. Oh, yeah, I think for sure. He's It'll like, be like he, the, he's waiting for a, a shitty player to get injured or something. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I, I, you know, 
I mean, they fired Greg Zahn. The job is right there. No, Aaron City is going to take that job. <laughs> I I want to I want to see Jason Grilly take it. Frankly, Jason I Grilly. I want Jason Grilly yelling on the field at people's faces. He needs to be a bullpen coach. Is what he needs to be. He doesn't need to be on TV. But he did have that tweet. You know, his little secret mission hashtag secret mission, and he was in Toronto the other day. I'm sure that wasn't Jason Grilly was. Yeah, I'm sure it was nothing to do with that. I mean, Aaron Aaron Subi is stumped so hard for that job. Mm. Good for him. Get it. Better than having him banking on the future on him being their everyday catcher. Uh, um, is there anything else? What else is there to talk about? Oh, uh, I want to talk about Fan Fest. We'll, we'll change gears. Sure. Quickly. And we'll talk about the Blue Jays Fan Fest, which is something that, this is the first time they'd ever done it. And to me, from the outside, I wasn't there. It looked like a great success. There were huge crowds. We were playing catch on a piece of grass that looks like the outfield. Uh, huge! It looked great, and this is what this is more in line with what other teams do around the league. They kind of open, slow, throw the doors open, and then everybody comes. Not just a, the state of the what we used to call the French fries, state of the French fries, the uh, season ticket holder uh, or festival where they just kind of complain and take pictures with Buck Martinez. It seems like that's all they did and drink free drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is different. And uh, why don't you tell us or and the people who weren't lucky enough to go what you saw when you were there? Yeah, I did. I did go to FanFest. Uh, uh, no, it looked like people were having a good time. I mean, I, I was saying you know, before we came on air, like for cynical assholes like me who just kind of want to drink, it maybe uh, it, it 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 was an it, I I connected with some Jays fans I hadn't seen since uh, you know some Jays Twitter folks hadn't seen since the uh, uh, since the summer or even or so, in some cases ever, uh, which is nice. But I, it was there was a lot of good stuff for kids. There was some, uh, you know, the museum stuff was actually was cool. I, I didn't mind that. Like I, there was enough for me to go around and, and have a day through through pitch off the bullpen mound just for the hell of it because it's free and it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a line, uh, but they had, they had kids. They had like these. I don't know how old they were, but they had two catchers. I hope that they were rotating them. Just like just just taking just crouching all day, taking pitches from fucking amateurs and kids. Whoever's walking up to throw off the bullpen mound. Who are uh, these catchers? I need to know. Who I, are yeah, they? it was. Uh, I, I I I did not expect that. Uh, and How do I get that job? That's my next question. <laughs> where 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 do where do I sign up? Well, you also might not want it after after I also say, but I I resisted the temptation, which was very strong, to just you get three pitches, and I and and I, I I'm like, do I just really try to bounce it and hit this guy? square in the fucking balls like just handcuff them as much as i possibly can uh but I well, who would do that who only you um, <laughs> only, only a, you only a scum monster yeah. yeah would do that <laughs> yeah how's um, the mound though it, was, it looks real nice yeah it's nice dirt there was a big dirt exhibit there was you know the holiday tribute there was you could you could sign a, a contract for a day to be a blue jay which i, I thought was for kids but there i think i saw an adult there i think i think that's where they were hiding shapiro and you'd go up and he'd congratulate you on signing for a day or something i don't i don't know there's a band. that's adorable they had, they had fun you know they had those fun uh panels where boba Shett, uh, didn't recognize Seinfeld and like movies from the '90s because he's a fucking child. Uh, they play, you know, what they're playing like. Also, he wouldn't recognize the reference. I think they were playing like hundred thousand dollar pyramid or whatever denomination that was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. People people who really get a kick out of meeting the players, which is not something that's ever really appealed to me. People who really, you know, want the autographs. People with kids. You know, there's lots of good kids stuff by the looks of it. Lots of, uh, uh, you know, they had kind of a training thing. I mean, I'm just sort of going down the list. You could read it on a fucking website. Like, but, because I really just stood there, out, stood around and had some beers, listened to a... a uh, actually, quite a talented band, but just playing like top forty horseshit. That mm. uh, they did a very nice job of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think it's smart. They need to capture the the. It's good that they're doing things for children because a obviously you want to get the parents money, but what they need to do is is create lifelong consumers like mm-hmm. you and I. You mm-hmm. need you if you if you. Get them young and you hook them, then you're going to get money from them for the rest of their fucking lives, whether they want to or not. Mm-hmm. They're buying a <laughs> stupid black hat with a toothpaste tea on it. They don't even know why. They just do it. They do it forever. It's like a license to print money, as we've all seen. Yeah. So get those kids in there. Hook them with the let them let them sadistically throw pitches in the dirt in front of some poor schlub uh, back <laughs> bullpen catcher. Let I, them do it. I sailed them though. Don't worry, it's fine. I did, did you still strike? Uh, they they were a lot closer to the plate than most people's, at least that I had seen. But uh, like they went uh, over the plate, like over, in the air. You they mean. they at least went over the batter's box, but mm. <laughs> but they were not uh, they were not the finest pitches anyone's ever thrown. I was more, more concerned about my heat. I gotta gotta keep up appearances, right? Was there but, a gun? Uh, no, there was a separate thing where you could throw to a gun, though. I don't did know. Did you do and, that? And I did not Give do us that. the number. What's no, the number? No, no, I didn't do that. It was, uh, there's a lot of lineups, which speaks to the success that it was. People really were interested in you. And also it, uh, I think, you know, yes, there was the kids element, but, but like the, the Canadian National Baseball, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame had a, an exhibit, which, you know, awesome. there was some really cool stuff in there. Uh, if you're that kind of fan. And it, it definitely did seem like, uh, you know, just the the demographic work that they've been doing over the last couple of years. You know, with the with Andrew Miller and, and the new regime coming in, trying to make that an element of how they market themselves. Uh, you could see it because it seemed like they uh, it wasn't trying to be one size fits all. It was trying to be okay. You go over here. This is something for you. You go over here. This is something for you. And mm-hmm. uh, and perhaps a preview of what we could kind of expect uh, if Rogers ever lets them put some money into the building and the concourses and, and fix things up a little bit. That's uh, that's interesting. I wish I had gone. Maybe next year I'll bring my, my kids um, down. But they'd have to not be in one of their 35,000 activities that I've signed them up for. Uh, my my arm, my, I still feel like I can throw pretty hard. I might be able to throw as hard now as I ever could. Um, this last season I was like in the best um, shape of my adult life. I think that I could almost, but not quite, throw seventy miles an hour. Almost, just about, yeah. Yeah. just a little bit, just a little bit under seventy miles an hour. I, I'm willing to bet. Um, well, which, which, which is insane, <laughs> and I'm and I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I could crack sixty, let alone seventy. I, I would like to think I could crack sixty, but I honestly have no idea. Uh, I don't think I, I actually don't think I could get it quite up there. Jonah can throw, but <laughs> uh, sometimes can might maybe get it up to seventy. That. The hardest guys in our in my league throw like eighty. If you get a guy throwing eighty, it's like the ball. That's when you start to hear it. Like sounds right. like it's a bomb about to explode, and that's eighty miles an hour. So that's nothing. But, it, it, that's and eighty is really hard. It's it's fucking insane how good mm. you know the professionals are. 
it humbles you a little bit when you think about it that way. Well, somebody was, who was it? I saw someone was, oh, so it was a Rangers player was like tweeting out, like I live in whatever sugar boy or sugar land or somewhere like that. And they're like, I need a bullpen catcher. And I was like, man, it'd be so awesome. I'd run out there and catch that guy. I would not, I would die. <laughs> it would be yeah. the end of me. One thing standing in line catching, you know, 300 bounced 40 mile an hour gravity balls. But if this, if a, prof- a professional baseball player threw a f- one single fastball to me, like if Brandon Morrow was like, oh, I need someone to throw with, you know, I'd be there. But it, I'd, it would be one, one pitch, and then I would have to go and lie down. It, I would not cope well with that. I caught the guy that I caught a guy that was throwing 80, and it was like, I thought my hand was going to fall off. It's not fun. <laughs> And yet you still will get jackasses watching the TV. Why did why'd you swing at that? Well, how do you not swing there? That's that's one of my favorite things when yeah. you see the players, current players or former players when they're on the DL. They always say the same thing. They're like, oh, the game looks a lot easier on TV. <laughs> like when they're watching, be like, come on, what are you swinging? Like yelling at their own teammates, criticizing them in their heads. Um, I think that's about it. I, we don't really need to talk about Jose Bautista. I'm glad that you mentioned. I'm glad that you went to the Fan Fest and offered your keen reporter's eye, which was telling us what happened. Um, uh, that's really important to us. Hopefully we'll see um, some more moves come. It's, it's, to me, it's really interesting that these two moves happened today. The two like um, ones, the two names that were probably the most strongly connected to the Blue Jays throughout this offseason, um, both sign with the same, or both go with on the same to the same team on the same day, uh, and right before we recorded, so that actually worked out pretty well. And, and we didn't talk much about uh, we talked a little bit about Grand Logrichik. I think it's wait and see. Um, well, Chris Tillman's coming. That's the other one. Oh Jesus, let's not even. <laughs> well, one thing I mentioned, and and it, I, I thought, and I made I I made a comment to. Uh, Brian Brylegerant, who is a uh, Cardinals fan, mm-hmm. and uh, well, he's actually a Blue Jays fan who pretends to still be a Cardinals fan, but right, we know we right. know the truth. Clearly, uh, he lives there in Missouri. Uh, he was like, "If Randall Rogatchik's in center field, you're kind of in trouble." But I was like, "Well, what? If, you know, yes, if it was the 2017 Blue Jays outfield, and you've got Grichik in center instead of Pilar, but mm-hmm. if you have like Hernandez and Grichik, and then." Alfred or or another or even Carrera like if you if you have three decent to above average corner outfielders in a row you can get away with that right maybe you that maybe that's how you're going to mitigate the lack of a strong true center fielder which you could have done with Yelich too right if it was the Yelich that was out mm-hmm. there who's maybe not like a true center fielder in the in the you know Kevin Kiermeyer mold but if you offset his deficiencies with strong players beside him you can pull that off Maybe that's what the Jays are looking to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is Curtis Granderson going to be out there quite some quite a number of times, right? Uh, uh, yeah, that's but in true. but in left, I don't know. He's yeah, uh, he's may, a former center fielder. He played center field for a long time. It may blow the theory apart, but uh, but yeah, it may not. Um, but I, you know, I could stay at him for a little while anyway. Because it, like it's Alfred's job eventually, right? Isn't that it? And there's also the forgotten man, Dalton Pompey, who is uh, he's going to be out of options next year. So, mm-hmm. so this is this is a thing this season for him. Which uh, God just needs to get healthy. I mean, he did. He wasn't. It's 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 been such a weird ride for him. Uh, which is why we should remember that uh, all prospects always uh, 
Turn trade out, them all. Turn out exactly the way that you hope, yeah. Trade every single last one. Uh, Curtis Granison actually got some decent run in center field last year. Well, 473 well, innings. But uh, Dalton Bombay, no, that's great. You, you made a good point, and uh, Arden Zwelling. Uh, wrote a nice piece on Pompey that's on um, on Sportsnet, and it you know gets into some of the, the obviously he was he, he like so many athletes um, uh, struggled with uh, with concussions and the post concussion uh, symptoms and uh, what is, what's mentioned here you know blurry vision and and brain fog and sensitivity to light and all that stuff so hopefully uh, again all, all you want to see is these all these guys come into camp and 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 put the team in a difficult position. Is is what I if I'm a fan and I want to see the up, outfield be upgraded, I want to see all these guys making the team make tough choices. And if the tough choices trade uh, Pilar because he's maybe has the more limited ceiling of all of the five or six players that we're talking about, or you know at, at the plate while still having a lot of value to a team that needs someone to play center field every day. Maybe you make that move. I mean, I think one thing. Well, we sh- as as we have these conversations about Polar in particular, I think it we need to be then realistic about the return that you're going to get in mm-hmm. exchange for a, for a Kevin Polar. Um, I would encourage uh, everyone. I haven't done it, but maybe go to a. Uh, maybe I'll do it right now. Go to Peter Borges's uh, <laughs> baseball reference page. Ouch! And just take a look at at the players that he was traded for. He was traded for Randall Gritchick, so there. Never you mind. <laughs> now, so he was traded with Randall Gritchick for David Fries and Fernando Salas. For Fries, of course, was a former World Series hero. Mm-hmm. That trade did not work out uh, so well. Uh, Peter Borges has not been <laughs> traded since. He's been waived and released a few times, but mm-hmm. uh, he's a great outfielder. Yeah, he was. But that's it. Yeah, he's a bit, Pilar is a bit, a bit of that, isn't he? A little bit. I'm just like, well, he's got a bit more bat, does it? But that doesn't. At that point, it doesn't really matter. Borges' career best year, he had a 116 OPS plus. That was his five win year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pilar had that for that one month last year. Hey, Pilar is a five five win player. Kevin Pilar. Mm-hmm. Also, when that. his his weighted runs created plus was 95, so it was still quite. Uh, a ways from what Borges was able to provide that one one season. I think that's it. Um, Stoughton, thank you. Got anything else to add? What else can work in the people? What can the people expect from you this week? I don't know. The, the, the week's already practically over for people. Well, the, um, but next week, then fine. Next, next week, no, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to give away what's coming. I don't want to steal your ideas. I get that. No, no, no. It'll just uh, it'll just make everybody sad. Oh, that's good. Well, but, okay. Well, I already know what it is then. <laughs> okay. I think you look at the return that they got for Yellow, and you think we could do that with Josh Donaldson. Um, of course, you can read Stoughton at BlueJaysNation.com, and you can follow him at uh, Andrew Stoughton on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can read him at The Athletic and at vice canada vice sports as yeah. well as of course blue jays nation yeah i think still at vice yeah we'll give it time yeah that's we'll coming time. Oh. The, the, no that was another outlet but yeah people are uh it's it's a tough go so places like the athletic not that uh 
Did you read that thing on Deadspin about what's his name? Koyakovic or DK, that goof from Pittsburgh? He's apparently not, a maniac. I did not, but I've heard that he's a maniac, yeah. He's a maniac. He blocked me on Twitter, I think, years ago because he's a maniac, and now he continues to be a maniac. So it's tough. At least with us, you know, with you and I, there's no staff to fire and mistreat and sexually harass. So it's just the two of us um, on Skype. Mm-hmm. So there's very, very low probability of um, workplace malfeasance because we don't have a workplace. There you go. So uh, support. If you are so inclined, support the athletic support. Birds all day. All those sorts of things. Yeah, be, uh, uh, be an athletic supporter. Come on. <laughs> uh, super bad. We're going to do a super bad. We're going to do, of course, Patreon exclusive content for the the good people, the heroes who do support our content. And for you, our friends, it's going to be all Guerrero all the time this week. We'll talk a little bit about Vlad Sr., talk a little bit about Vlad Jr. on Superbad, which is uh, if you, you could probably listen to right after you listen to this. Um, so with that, we're going to, uh, we're going to sign off for this week. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. We want to say thank you for listening to Birds All Day. <laughs>